in the next couple of years, Clarksville is going to be a really strong small business town. And I, what Casey is doing is a big part of that and, and getting us, you know, supporting one another even stronger. And I, I'm just, I'm just so excited for what's to come. What's, What's up, up Clarksville? Clarksville? A podcast from Clarksville about Clarksville for Clarksville. I'm Craig Book and I'm Alex Sumner. What's up, Alex? What's up, Craig? How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. That's great. Yeah, how are well, you doing? I'm doing pretty fantastic as well. Okay. What are we talking about this time? Well, we are doing our first interview this week, and I am just, I am all about it. We're going to be interviewing Casey with Local Clarksville, and that is one of my favorite social media pages to follow because, so they have, a, they have an Instagram page, and it's called Local Clarksville, and you can find anything and everything that you need to find about local businesses and what's going on. Like, I mean, this this is going to air way after the fact, but today... They posted, for instance, this video of all the things that's going to be happening on happening on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And, you know, and I was looking through, I'm like, I didn't even know that any of this existed. And I've been racking my brain all week. What am I going to do for New Year's Eve? And it's all right there. So I am so excited to be able to pick Casey's brain and find out more about local Clarksville. Yeah, that's really cool. So they kind of do the work for you to find local businesses, local products, local service, local events. Yes. Uh, that's the really way to, to you know find what's going on and you don't have to search. Yes, exactly. And it keeps us away from I know everybody's into, you know, what is it, Longhorn Steakhouse right. or the, the the Texas Roadhouse. That's oh. the happening place. No, we can't afford that. <laughs> that's right. I can't <laughs> afford to go to Texas Roadhouse. But you know, I I try to stay away and now Drake's is one of my more favorite restaurants. Yeah. Um the rest of my favorite restaurants in Clarksville are all, all local restaurants. Yeah. And I would like to find local stores that sell things that I'm going to buy anyway. So exactly. s- stay away from the big box stores and find out who's selling it and what's going on locally. Yep. I'm right there with you. I want to support as many local businesses as I can. And so they're a one-stop source to find everything that's that's out there already, everything that's up and coming. And so I, it's a great page to follow. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, let's talk to Casey. What's up, Casey? Hi, Casey. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Well, we're glad to have you here. Why don't, why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about local Clarksville? Sure. We started about five years ago, and my husband moved here. We moved here about eight years ago. And when we moved here, I was like, what in the world are we doing? This place is terrible. <laughs> you go up and down Loma Rudolph, and it's like, all, you know, box stores and big businesses. And I come from Mississippi, the Gulf Coast, and there's so much culture there and local business and local community. And But I realized as I got a little bit more incorporated into the community that there are a lot of really great local businesses. It's just there really wasn't a way to or a organization that was connecting them with the community. They were just kind of out there trying to do the best that they could. And so a friend and I started just going to local businesses and taking videos and interviewing business owners. And it really took off. It was back before Facebook was doing all of their censorship and wanting businesses to pay a million dollars. And so it worked out really good with the timing. 
And so here we are now. We It's our mission to connect the community with the local businesses in Clarksville. And hopefully one day we'll be able to do what we do all across the country. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I saw something about Facebook Marketplace Girls. Is that right? When we first started, it was called Clarksville Marketplace. That oh. Was our, ah. mm-hmm. And what happened was it was before Facebook had their marketplace. I see. And when Facebook added their marketplace, people were going to our page trying to sell cars and use mattresses and all that, <laughs> thinking that we, that's what we were. So we okay. So that was a little confusion on, on my part. So how do we find local businesses that are you know selling items that we're looking for? Well, we don't do items, but we do promote the businesses uh-huh. and we have um, Facebook. We do posts all the time. Every day we have several posts that come out on different businesses and events happening with local businesses around Clarksville. We have a website that has a listing of all the local businesses. And, what, and what's that website? Eat. It's localclarksville.com. Oh, okay. Makes sense. And then... We, we started with Eat, Shop, and Play. Those were the categories. Everybody loves food. Anytime we post a food picture, it yeah. goes crazy. Yeah. And so we started with Eat, Shop, and Play, and now we do um, have listings for some services and local nonprofits and local franchises and things like that. But um, it's all listed on our website, and we also have an app. You can go to it by opening up your browser and go to localclarksville.com forward slash app. That's awesome. Actually, that's that's how I know you. You actually came out and had my food, uh, had a food truck for or a food trailer for a little while, and you made a post about my food trailer. Um, but she, <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm going to complain, but you, put, the whole post was about my wife because she's <laughs> she's uh, absolutely wonderful she and adorable, <laughs> and everybody falls in love with her immediately. And I was like, I wish you would have said something about the food. Um, I don't know if you remember bench clearing beef burgers and barbecue. I do. Yeah. Well, it was at old glory. It was, that's exactly where you came out and you guys gave us a sticker and it was really nice to meet everybody. And, and, um, uh, yeah, things didn't go well for me. I, I, uh, well, first had a catastrophic failure with the truck that was pulling the trailer and a $10,000 fix. Um, by the time that was taken care of COVID hit. And I just couldn't survive, so I went ahead and sold everything. So, so bench clearing doesn't exist still. anymore. No, I thought the not. truck is the truck now. No, it went to Texas. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, we probably talked about your wife because that's why people buy things from local businesses is yeah. because of the people behind the businesses. And so we found that if we talk about the people and their stories, then you know, it makes people, oh, we want to support them. And so not that the food, obviously the food, the food is what keeps them there, right? Having good food. But what gets them there is their passion for supporting local people. So Exactly. That's kind of my my take on even restaurants that you're never going to get the passion of somebody who worked on their recipes and perfected their food to put it out to the public like a local restaurant or a local, in anybody doing anything themselves versus a chain that was created and manufactured and, you know, uh, processes were written down and they just give it to the next person to say, do this process and, and sell it. Um, the, you know, the guy that's working hard to create something that he's in love with and selling, I, I felt like I was selling a piece of me all the time. You know, yeah. this, this is me and I'm putting it out on plates. And um, I, I really think that's what you get when you go to a local restaurant or, and even a local store. Yes. 
That is so true. But we do, we have some really, really, really amazing businesses here in Clarksville. I would say if anybody is out there wanting to start a food truck, we have some great ones, but y'all, we need to step up our game a little bit. I want some creativity. I want like something that's piled super high with lots of stuff that I've never had mixed in together before. I feel like that's what food trucks do, right? Like diffusion, (laughs) sort of. It all depends. I mean, it depends on what the person is into. But as far as sales go, you get more sales with giving people what they're used to instead of trying something new. Every time I tried something new, even uh, I had to change the names of a few things so that it was familiar and people would try it even though it was a little different. My coleslaw was different. I had an apple cilantro coleslaw and nobody wanted to try it if I called it that, but I would give out free samples and tell them about it, and then they would try it. So as far as doing like a whole menu, that's a lot of different things. It would be hard on sales. And So maybe it's a Clarksville thing, because I think maybe we're just used to that. Because I know right. if you go to Nashville, or if you go to Mississippi, or if you go to California, they have all these food trucks with some crazy things, and that's what everybody wants that's to That's what everybody goes things. to. Maybe it is a Nashville yeah. thing. You know, maybe a lot of people yeah. just, um, you know, they, they just get what they're comfortable with, what they're used to. Used to be, I think food trucks especially are changing a little bit. They used to, people think that food trucks were dirty and, you know, not very like good food, but that's changed now. So I don't know if there's still a little bit of that stigma out there. Personally, I think they're better than your average restaurant uh, because you have to clean it. You have to pack it up in order to move it and set it up again. You you can't have a mess all over the place or you're going to have a lot of work every time you go somewhere. I'm here to try all the weird stuff. I remember I I was in Universal a couple years ago and I have not got had this idea out of my head ever since then. If somebody in Clarksville could please start this food truck with a grilled, they were grilled cheeses at Universal. It was like a pop-up little uh, grilled cheese place and they had the weirdest grilled cheese like all the weird stuff that you could think of to go one of them was a jalapeno popper which isn't so weird but it was really good and if somebody <laughs> could start a food truck of just different kinds of grilled, grilled cheeses cheese. and especially gluten-free ones i would i would be there every day <laughs> that every does day. sound good <laughs> so you were saying what we do have a grilled cheese one uh, that's fairly new it's called grill uh say cheese please Oh, oh, that's so cute. I haven't personally tried it yet, so I don't know what they have. But I know that we do have one. We'll have to look for them. Mostly they're kind of hibernating until uh, springtime when there's events starting to pop up because it's really hard if you're outside selling food. Yes, very true. So you were saying what makes a good local business is really the people and the stories behind them? Yes, I think so. I think that just being in Clarksville and doing this for so long, I think that that is what draws people to the businesses. But I think you all you have to have a good product or service, good customer service, good quality in order to keep them coming. Yeah. But I think um, for sure that is it's whenever we do a post, we call it our feature Friday is is our most popular post that we do. We've been doing it for years and now we do it once a month or every couple of weeks. I'm not sure, but. Um, that's what we do is we interview a business owner and we tell about their story and how they got to where they are and why they do what they do. And that's our most popular post. It gets, I mean, sometimes it's it's reached 60, 70,000 people in Clarksville. Yeah, that's cool. So I do think that that's what it is. Yeah. I love that so much because I feel like, you know, big businesses, you know, they're in it for the money. But the, the small businesses, there's always something that's fueling, you know, so, some other 
passion or purpose behind why they began their business. And I love hearing the stories of why people started their business and what kept them in it and just, just the reason behind yeah. everything. So yeah, I, I love that. Their passion behind it. Cause it's not, it's not easy running your own business. No. Everybody thinks it's, uh, you get to be your own boss and you mm -hmm. can work your own hours and you just get to keep all the money, but it's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any tips on that on, or have you run into issues that people, do the people ask you about business ideas or tips as far as uh, running their business? All the time. Um, we actually are creating a platform. What was happening is I was doing coaching one-on-one -on -one and a lot of it. And I was homeschooling my kids. Um, now they're this year, they're both back in school, but up until last year I was homeschooling my kids and working, you know, these businesses. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time. So we've taken a lot of the knowledge that I have and then other business owners that I know, and we're putting it into a platform called the business project and it's up and running. It's going, um, we've learned a lot over the last six months and we're kind of moving, transitioning onto a different platform so that we can make it even better and, um, easier to navigate and super awesome. And so, um, we also have a podcast. It's the Business Project Podcast. And right oh, now cool. it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube. And that's what we do is we take, we help people with their businesses. We um, take them through step from step one to launching your business, all of the things that you need to do. And I even do workshops at the press once a month. I have a workshop that I do during lunch and we talk about, um, there's a Simple Steps to Launch Your Business workshop that I do. There's a Marketing Outside the Box workshop that I do. And so, yes, that I answer your question. Yeah, you do <laughs> all kind kinds of stuff. out of local. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's really turned into a resource for for local business. And we, we've been saying small business, but it's not necessarily small. There are some larger local businesses that could benefit as well. Yes, there are for sure. And there are more and more in Clarksville. They're starting to pop up. When we first started, there weren't a whole lot of larger yeah. businesses that were doing well, but um, there's a lot that have popped up that are really starting to step up and set the bar higher, which I think is what we needed. And um, so I'm really excited about the future of Clarksville, but really that's why we started the business project is because meeting with all of these business owners and seeing them open their doors and going in because we're, you know, typically we're one of the first ones to go into a brand new business. And it got to the point to where walking in the door, I could say, Hey, this business is going to do awesome. Everything's great. Or I'd walk away being like, Oh man, they're going to be closed in six months. I really wish that mm -hmm. I could have helped them with this or, you know, could have done that. And a lot of times we don't even want to post for their products or services right. because they're not ready to have people and it's going to look bad on us and oh, yeah. not be good for them. So <laughs> that's why we've created the business project is because we're like, we want everybody to have the resources that they need in order to start off well and headed in the right direction. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that you do that so much because a lot of people, like we said a bit ago, how people begin a small business because it starts with some kind of passion or vision that they have. But a lot of people have the vision but don't know how to implement it because I'm an artist running an art-based business and the art comes naturally. The business absolutely does not. And I just feel like, you know, using your left versus right brain there or like what your heart is leading you to, but getting the logistics out of it is really, really difficult. 
And so I, I just love that that you're doing that to help the businesses get up and going. That is that was such a great point because I think I I would say most of the businesses that I've worked with in the past started a business because they're passionate about something, not because they just want to start a business. I mean, there's there's entrepreneur spirit, which is like somebody that can serial entrepreneur and start something just to do it. But then there's also people, which I think is most people that run businesses that start it because, hey, I love to build tables or I love to do pottery or I love clothing and boutiques and that type of thing. And and so it's really hard because I think you don't realize when you start a business that the thing that you love doing is actually what you end up doing the least because you're doing payroll and accounting and your website and your social media. And so I think it's good to have somebody that you can go to or a resource that you can go to that can help you get back to doing what you actually love doing and being able to delegate the things that you're not good at or that you don't enjoy doing. I think a lot of people don't realize how much of those things takes up your time the payroll and the accounting, and and then you spend more time working in the business than working on the business, and mm-hmm. you get caught up in the thing I really love to do was is only a small portion of my day, and everything else just takes so much uh, effort and you know after hours work and before hours work that it it really is overwhelming or it can be if you're not set up right. Yes, so true. Let me ask you about COVID. Is that still affecting local business in Clarksville? Yes. I I wouldn't say necessarily COVID, but I would say some things that have come out of COVID, possibly. I think, I mean, you know, they shut down all, all the businesses. It wasn't as bad in Clarksville, but it was still, it was still happening. And um, it's hard once you get out of that rhythm mentally, I think it's already hard enough running a business and then to deal with all of the things that we've had to deal with. And I feel like now there's even more on top of just running a business and I don't want to get too political about it, or I don't even think I want to, you know, give examples, but there's things that you have to worry about now when you're running a business that you didn't necessarily have to think about before. Yeah. And, um, and so it just adds an additional thing on top of all the other things But I think that the ones that I've seen be successful are the ones that are able to pivot and that take great care of their employees and that provide, continue over and over again to provide great service and high quality and, um, and that, that do honestly, that do the basics well. That's, I think that that is the cornerstone of a successful business is being able to do the basic stuff well. Take care of your employees. Yeah. Provide a good product or service. Manage your finances. Have good branding, good customer service, those types of things. Definitely. You mentioned a little bit ago about entrepreneurs. Do you believe entrepreneurs are born or created? That's a good question. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard one. Some people are I... just natural. And like you said, they just start something and it takes off and they do really well and others really have to work at it. I think that you have certain qualities to be an entrepreneur. You definitely have to have certain qualities. You can't yeah. be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't be afraid to take this, take this step and take a risk and you have to have fun being creative. And I, I think that there, yeah, there are some qualities that some people have and others don't. There's other people that just, they want to come in and punch a time clock and, 
work eight right. to five and get a paycheck. And that's totally fine too. People, we need those people yeah. as well, you know? There's lots of jobs so. for those people, but they're typically not business owners. <laughs> yes. And while you were talking about the fear, one of the things that I used to, I, I have three failed businesses in my past. I have started three and they've all gone away and they were all completely different and they all failed for reasons beyond my control. All of them, there was nothing that I could do about it. But I used to always say before I would get into something and talk my wife into it one more time was the jump between where I am and where I want to be is so frightening. But because of all that I may become, I will close my eyes and leap. That was always kind of my my right. saying, and I tell my wife, I'm getting ready to leap again, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no, what now?" You know, but uh, I I totally resonate with that because it's just like like jumping into a pool that you know is freezing. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to swim unless I just do it. Just like jump in it, and then right. it's, you know, it's, then you're going to warm up. And I've I've had that experience too, where I'm like, I just need to close my eyes and do it, or it's never going to get done. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I've learned in business owning is, um. You you have you have to be comfortable or not comfortable, but you have to be okay with failing forward and you know mm -hmm. just accepting that you you have to fail to succeed. You absolutely have to. It's inevitable, that's and how it's you actually learn. yeah, it's it's one of the best the best parts of business owning actually because that's how you grow and that's how you learn more of what you want for your business. And it, it's kind of fun to look back and see all the times that you did fail and that you still you know came out on top and grew your business. And, yeah. But you can't be afraid of that. You gotta right. you gotta fail forward. So that's uh, the difference between um, success and failure is forty minutes of fear. <laughs> I mean, if you can endure it for just a little while, you'll get through it and you'll be okay. Yeah. And like you said, I, uh, success or fail, you're, you're going to learn. I think there's two qualities or two things that people are afraid of these days. Uh, one is definitely failure. They think that failure is a bad thing. I think that failure, obviously, you don't want to fall too hard or too <laughs> much. But as long as you learn from it, like you said, I love what you said about that. Um they're afraid of failure and they're afraid of confrontation. That's another thing I've realized that people are just horrified of confrontation. They don't know how to do it, especially the younger generation, even older, older people, but they don't know how to have confrontation in a healthy way. And so they just avoided it altogether yeah. and it ends up ruining something that could be beautiful all by, you know, avoiding having a tough conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true. I've seen a couple of uh, estimates that the population in Clarksville could grow to make us surpass the fifth largest city in Tennessee and overtake uh, Chattanooga, I believe. With they, wow. they have 300,000 people living there. So that would be another 140,000 people to Clarksville. Do you see that happening? And if so, what kind of opportunities are there? Yeah, I see that happening. I think that they're is a lot that we need to do in order to do that well. Um, <laughs> Nobody said again, doing it well, just doing it. <laughs> yeah, just doing it. Again, just learning by failing, I guess. But I think that I think that we do have some good leadership here in Clarksville. Um, but I think I I just I see some issues with um not being on the same page, not going in the same direction. Um, and so I think that if we can all get on the same page and, um, and lift each other up and continue to just support each other and encourage creativity, 
then I think for sure we can do it and it'll be great. That's awesome. It's a great place to live. And if you look at where we are now compared to five years ago, I mean, five years ago you would walk downtown and there was Journey's Eye, which is amazing, Mildred and Mabel's, and um, the only restaurants down there I think were Black Horse and Edwards, and that was it. And Mm -hmm. now you walk up and down there and there's so many great places. And not just our downtown, but all over Clarksville, Sango, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's more going along Port Campbell Boulevard, too. There's a lot of growth and things happening there. Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. What What's the future for local Clarksville look like? The future, we, so this year, we are, we just grew our team by two more people. And we are, I think we are at a place right now, we're hitting the over five years. I'm able to finally focus on it full time. And I think we are going to really run it with a business project, get the business project to where it's strong and working really well and helping out a lot of people and local we're gonna continue to grow that and we have a plan to make it nationwide yeah that's awesome i think it would be awesome yeah how cool would it be to go to miami or to go to mississippi or to go to you know ohio and say hey i want to see all the local places here and just pull it up on an app app yeah and who are the local business and stay away from all the big chains that would be really cool i love that yeah so, uh, well, Casey, yeah. we want to thank you for joining us today on What's Up Clarksville. Uh, just one last question, or if you could leave us with a few words of wisdom for everybody. Do you have anything? Um, <laughs> yes. I I guess my words of wisdom would be that we need to stick together and yeah. encourage each other and put our prides aside. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons I said yes to this podcast is, I think that we all just need to say yes and support each other mm-hmm. and do That's it with it. a smile on our face because we don't have to step on each other to get to the top. We can all help each other to the top. So. That's perfect. I love that. A yes day for everyone. I love that. Let's <laughs> all have a yes day. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I'm so glad Casey said yes to our podcast. It was so fantastic to have her. And I'm looking so forward to uh, checking out local Clarksville more often. Me too. I loved every bit of that conversation. And I just love so much that I, I just love Casey's vision for local Clarksville and everything that she wants to do beyond that. And I just feel like Clarksville is a small business town, especially after, you know, COVID hit and, and a bunch of small businesses are are trying to get back up and running. We just seem like glue that sticks to one another. Yeah. And I just, I just love having, being able to have a resource like what Casey has put together with local Clarksville where we can continue to stick together and support one another. And I just, I, I just feel like in the next couple of years, Clarksville is going to be a really strong small business town. And I, what Casey is doing is a big part of that and, and getting us, you know, supporting one another even stronger. And I, I'm just, I'm just so excited for what's to come. Yeah, definitely. Really excited. And, uh, yeah, what a great time. What a great conversation to have with, with Casey from local Clarksville. Yes. Thanks for listening to What's Up Clarksville. Check us out on our Facebook page, also called What's Up Clarksville. And a special thanks to Jake at Man the Helm for our theme music. Bye. See you next time. Bye.